0: Listener Production
1: Okay, are you recording?
0: G'day, welcome along to episode 55 of the Howie Games Wonderful, wonderful to have you listening Right off the top, if you could, be a star And recommend the pod to someone who you think may like it Or even better, find someone in your circle Who doesn't know what a podcast is or how to get one And get them sorted It'll make their day, truly, it will Okay cards on the table. I do have a soft spot for the Hawthorne Footy Club in the AFL and have had a few favourite players over the years, but one stands above all others. His name is Cyril Rioli and he's this week's guest. Up from
1: hardback, oh, oh, Get around him! Oh, give him the normal space! That's hand it, it to him!
0: That's it! Contested mark! Start the engraving dude! Yeah, just Come hand on. it over! Cyril plays footy almost like he's still a kid in the park. Hangers, impossible goals, crazy tackles, the audacious and the ridiculous is almost the norm for this bloke. But in the middle of the 2018 season, Cyril shocked the AFL world. After 189 games, four premierships and all sorts of individual awards, he called it quits mid-season. The reason for the decision It's not really a simple one-line explanation. To understand why Cyril walked away, you need to listen to the story of Cyril's life and what being free really means to him. And sitting with Cyril, he just seems so, so happy, so content, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Enjoy the little champ, Cyril Rioli. So when you search and then
1: you find know just where to go and thoughts that once used to cloud your mind you see clearly and now you know mystery what is to be revealed in king selassie I. come on children tread with me we want to reach my
0: the great number 33 cyril rioli the excitement in my house when i told them that you were joining us for the howie games was unbelievable mate great to see you mate jeez you look fit you look healthy and you look really happy mate it's wonderful to see you sis
1: no it's 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 been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster in a way the last few months not the last few months but i feel like um you know during the time of around their retirement and you know what was going to happen and all that it's um i've had a really relaxing few months um when i finished and and just got got back home and just you know get 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 back to you know Get back home and, and sort of get grounded and, and enjoy the life back up there
0: what does that mean like, to get it's grounded just, back up there
1: i think it's i think it's the, the best i don't know the best way to describe it i've lived this you know it's in terms of footy you know i've lived you know this lifestyle for so long and and it's completely different up up there and, and up and around communities or up and down and the fact that um you know, people people sort of look at you as 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 if you're someone, and I just wanna I just wanna be me. I just wanna, you know, I just I just wanna be a Junior Boy again. You know, I've, I've, I've you know, yeah, still, my name's Sir but you know, growing up, I was always Junior Boy, and um, you know, I want to get back to just just living 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 the Darwin lifestyle again, or an NT lifestyle again. You know.
0: Mate, I really appreciate you sitting down because it's funny, you've been in the big time for 10 years. You know, we'll chat for an hour or so. You probably haven't done that in your whole career, I don't reckon. you you're you're an elusive man. You're an <laughs> elusive... Like, a, pe- a lot of people wouldn't know much about you, mate, apart from what they see on the footy field.
1: Yeah, and that's it. Like, obviously, I've done a few things in the past, but I'm pretty quiet. Like, I don't... I just, I just sort of do my own thing, live my own life. Um, been playing footy for so long, I'm just looking forward to... Not the downtime, it's gonna obviously got to start working again and things are going to be different. But I think just being comfortable and being back home and having everything everything there and everything set up, everything back back there, it's, it's, it's such... I don't know, you sort of feel complete being back there, for sure. So, yeah, me and the wife have been really spending a lot of time together and, and really enjoying just being back home, yeah.
0: The boys here at TLA, they told me they were trying to get hold of you last week and you were on a five-day hunting trip yeah. Recently, yeah. what's that involve? So this is yeah, what, this is what a, we don't know. Yeah,
1: I, it was it was more of a, just a just a sort of a weekend trip, really. I just getting out, just getting out in the about, getting out in the bush, or just getting out. And, so you what's know, that mean, you, to you, yeah, is? Yeah, what is yeah, What does yeah, getting out in the bush you know, mean? In the bush, I, I feel like all you need is what you you know what you got on you. Um, you don't know, need shoes. You know, maybe if you're walking in the swamp or whatnot, but um, you just you got the clothes on your back. Got your wallet, your phone, you know, and you you just go out and chill out. So or you just go out and hunt or go out and fish or whatever whatever you're doing, whatever your trip is. But um, it's just being free, really. You know, you you, you normally go with um, a few boys, and um, you know, you, you make plans when you're there. Really, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, should we? Oh, there's there's some goose over there. You want to go and get them? Yeah, no worries. Or you know, you want to go do this? You know, let's go and going to a bullock or, you know, I don't know, whatever may be a goanna, like, it's just you make decisions when you're out there, really. You make plans and then you go out there, you're out in the bush and then
0: whatever happens, happens. Well, you describe... In a safe way, that is. Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely, yeah. mate. When well, you describe life like that, in some ways it's remarkable you did what you did yeah. for so long to, to, to give up on that. But just back to, the, to, to being out bush. So, like, you, you talk about a, a goanna or a bullock, like me growing up in the country and then in Melbourne, I, I still don't really understand mm-hmm. what that means. So you go out yeah, like you, where you're sleeping at night time mm-hmm. and then like are you cooking this stuff up or yeah. what
1: happens? No, like? no, it's 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 um, obviously most most places or some of the communities that you you know, you have got rooms or you've got a few people staying in there, so it's almost like um uh, yeah, it all depends. If you go out of bush, and then you might go into the community and just chill out there, and you know, stay the night there at a family member's house or some friend's house, or sometimes you know you just camp under the stars. Or you know, especially uh, growing up on the Tiwi Islands, and we'd go out to a place called Woonga, um and you know we'd camp there for a few weeks, and family would come over, and um, you know, growing up there were there were some really good times being out there camping, yeah.
0: Sure. What's what's the best eating out there? If you're out on a hunting trip, what's what's the best?
1: Oh, there's a few. I I I, I um I, I really enjoy magpie geese. Magpie geese. Yeah, magpie geese. Um, Fishes. I love fish too, um, especially when you, you catch it and you cook it up that day. You know, that's that's cook it on the fire or whatever on the coals. It's you know, it's, it's it's such a it's such a different taste when it comes fresh out the water type <laughs> things, but. Um, but yeah, these are the things that I'd, I'd miss. But I love, yeah,
0: love me some mcpie geeks, yeah. Mate, uh, I spoke to a couple of your teammates, and a couple of them are actually sending questions, mate. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm going to play you on early doors okay. because it's um, it, it's pretty relevant, mate. I, yeah. As soon as I saw you, I thought, geez, you look good. You look like you lost weight.
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's it's. I think playing footy for so long, you you, you keep up your you know you you you're your working out and you know doing what you do in the gym, and I haven't mm-hmm. honestly, I haven't. I ran a couple of times. Um, I probably run about three, four times. Uh, I've I haven't really touched much weights, so I feel like my sort of natural body is just, you know, sort of panning out really. And, yeah, right. Uh, I think a lot would have to do with. Um, I think a lot would have to do with my health in a way because obviously, dad had, you know, and family have had. You know, heart problems, or so I feel like now, and coming into up thirty next year, so coming into that age where it's you know getting to that point where I don't know. Sometimes you, it's closer to happening type thing. So I, I, I sort of know that my background, you know, sort of background history, and want to just, just try and take care of myself. Really, I've had a lot of people saying, "Oh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna get big, you're gonna do this," but um, you know, the stuff that you know with my dad and his health, and my family members, and their the history of it, I. I feel like I'm, I, I, I really want to look after myself in a way and, and, and that goes for just in future, really. Like That's the path I want to go down. So, I mean, if I'm not doing it, then why do it? You know what I mean? So I feel like the path that I want to go down to in terms of health and fitness or just health or you know, looking after yourself, I need to do it myself too
0: you got a fair beard at the moment. Best beard I've ever seen you rolling. <laughs> and that beard, that's sort of relevant to the first. I'm not going to tell you who Poppy, this is. Poppy's got them. I yeah, love like Poppy's beard. Yeah, the Poppy's, Poppy's got beard, a good one. That's yeah. the best I've seen you have. So first you need to figure out who this is, and then you can try and answer it. Yeah, 33. Uh, just rough about that anchovy on your top lip and uh, <laughs> what made you start to grow that from... 14, 15 years old, and why you still have it today? And <laughs> yeah, on your to- well, it's oh, Better than that Russ. now because it's a full oh, beard.
1: The big rough. Yeah, I knew that straight away. He's, <laughs> he, he's been giving me sh- a lot of stuff about it since <laughs> my first team photo it was probably. The, I didn't see back then. It was, I don't know. It, it's 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 one of those things that you just left, and you know, like you didn't really worry about it too much. And, you know, you sort of look back now and laugh and, you know, <laughs> Strats has got one. He does. Struts has got his mullet, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, that's funny he said that because I felt like, if all questions, that was something he would roughly ask because he gives me, he gives me, he gives me sort of about that and, um, yeah, about my eyebrows and stuff and me and Shawnee, I don't know, yeah. Do you miss those blokes? Yeah, oh. uh, it's, it's, you know, it's been sort of part of my life for, you know, 10 years and you... You, you, you get up, you got to train, and sort of you know, sort of every day, and you you spend a lot of time with them. It is it is a bit different. You have to adjust, um, and I do miss them. Um, but I feel like at yeah, home's you know with the wife and home is just I'm so happy. Like it's just nice being back there. So but I do I do miss it. You know, obviously the training and the whole routine side of things. But I'm loving yeah.
0: It's mate, it's great. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, every Hawthorne fan out there would love to see you playing footy, but to see you here and see how happy and mm-hmm. how relaxed you are, mate, is yeah. outstanding. You, you talked about it, just back a bit in those hunting trips and going out in the communities, and I know you're a humble man, you're as humble an athlete as I've met. What reception do you get when you might turn up to a community these days from the kids? Yeah. Oh, they,
1: they they go nuts, yeah. They oh, are cereoli. Like, like they say, the yeah, everyone does it, but um, you know, seeing their smile on their faces—like not many footy players—or get to, you know, get out to, you know, the, these communities or get out to places. So to see that, it's—it's. It's, I find it really weird because I don't—I don't really look at myself like I do, but I don't. When when kids sort of come, I just try and be as normal as possible and try and get them to feel comfortable or just try and get them to. to be a lot happier, but I just, you know, it, it gives me, you know, my heart gets pumping, pulls on the heartstrings, but, um, yeah, I just try and, like I said, I just try and be a junior boy and, you know, just chat with them and, you know, get to, you know, talking to them and asking them questions as well.
0: We'll get to your, your footy career and, and your decisions to retire, but, mate, let, let's go back right to the start you've got uh, an amazing family and an amazing family history and often in this situation I sort of ask people you know how far back do you go with grandparents and stuff but I'm not sure if that's a relevant question mm. to you because I presume the way you look at life knowing you a little bit your relatives stretch back yeah forever and a day mm. and that's I, and
1: that's it too like I so like I said I went to Alice Springs and um, I was meant to go there for my sister's grand final. For four days, we'd planned. Um, I mean, the wife and we ended up staying there for three weeks, I think, and just shacked up at her place. And because I've been away for so long, it's you know it was a nice quality time spending with my sister and my niece. And you know, the wife to enjoy the the things that we did was you know without having that attachment to footy was was such a such a free sort of feeling, and you, you, you don't have that. Um, you don't sort of have that attachment, that pull with with footy, you know, you you can sort of do what you, not do what you want but you know, sometimes you sort of have to think about some of the things you do or you you do, but in terms of when you have that attachment to footy, like it's you know, I'm able to sort of go anywhere really, (laughs) you know, I don't have to let the club know or, you know it's, you can just pack up and go with the wife or whatnot, it's just I'm enjoying, you know, sort of the freedom a bit, yeah, I am
0: so tell me about your family. Tell me, firstly, um, about your mum mm-hmm. and about your dad. Yeah, um, yeah. Mum,
1: obviously Cyril. Dad, Cyril the second, Cyril the second. So he, there's a Cyril the, before him. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah, my dad, my grandfather's name Cyril. Right. Um, obviously, dad's Cyril as well, and then um, myself. Right. Um, I'm so gonna, I have to, to have
0: to stop you there for a sec, mate, because again, I, I got another question that's relevant. Um, okay. The excitement from my kids and and you know that they love you Um, and mate I've had Greg Norman on the show oh good dad I've had Lewis Hamilton on the show good dad when I told them at dinner last night Suri Ali was coming on the show firstly mate they both wanted to take the day off school (laughs) um, which I probably should have let them and then they're like we want to ask questions so mate my daughter whose nickname is The Pickle what you're talking about with your name was exactly what she wanted to know about Mm. so this is uh, the first hard hitting question for the chat mate this is from The Pickle Cyril Pickle here. I used to love seeing you play footy, but I also love seeing that you're so happy now that you're not playing footy. I love your name. When my brother was little, he used to call you Cyril. <laughs> I love that your dad was Cyril and you're Cyril Junior. If you ever have a kid, will their name be Cyril Junior Junior? So, I'm in fact, you're Cyril
1: Junior Junior. Yeah, I am. See, she spoke really well. She, Thank did you, share, mate. Yeah. I was, Um I reckon I, I, I definitely will. It's yeah. I, I will if when I have you know, obviously kids or have a boy I will yeah, it will be definitely be called Cyril so So he'll be
0: Cyril the Fourth. Cyril the Fourth yeah. Junior, be, junior, yeah. junior boy. Yeah. We'll just call him <laughs> yeah. I don't know, what what do you what do you call that? <laughs> the triple the junior. junior. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. So so to go back, firstly you're talking um tell us about your dad, yeah. Cyril
1: two. Yeah, so dad yeah. Um yeah, obviously dad just um you know, he was someone that um, was really You know really supportive and really um he's got uh he's got a few brothers a couple sisters um there's a lot to go through but um he's uh grew up loving footy um where'd he grow up he grew up um, on the tiwi islands same um he i think he went to he moved to perth for high school Mm -hmm. um and went to aquinas there i think it's called yeah so went to school there and spent years there then um Obviously went back to Down and, and and played all his footy there and he played and, the, well, not all his footy but played played in about 12, 12 flags I think he'd up there for what, the St Mary's yeah, he won played, twelve premierships yeah, yeah, won geez, 12, you better yeah. get a move on I mate don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a bit far him but he's um yeah he won he won number one yeah so that was that was when I growing up I always wanted to wanted to wear number one that was you know that was his number so I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna wear number one and. Obviously, that didn't happen. But yeah, um, now nah, dad's um, dad's going pretty good. Obviously, um, the stuff that happened last year with his with his heart attack and all that, and um, yeah, he's just he's just. I'm just happy he's here because uh, you know with what happened, he he shouldn't be here. Uh, you know, going um, being under the pool for I think he was under the water for about ninety seconds doing his bronze medallion course. Right. Um, then. He uh, went into cardiac arrest three times. Um, they actually stopped working on him, um, and then and then they sort of looked back and, and found that he was he was sort of breathing again. You know, really? Yeah. He um, and they were like, oh, and it was. It's it just it's 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 weird how it, you know it worked out because um, got told by one of the also the nurses one of the nurses that was there she um, she would routinely go swimming at I think maybe 10 o'clock or a certain time every like sort of every day or and just this one day she said oh I'm going to go later I'm going to go a later time and so she she ended up going later and she's the one that ended up sort of saving saving the old man wow. you know just that one day out of you know huh. the whole time she's been doing it and you know that sort of happened Yeah, sort of a bit scary when you think about it not scary but just it's just like wow. The way yeah, fate yeah. plays a
0: role.
1: So how, mate... Mm, but he, 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 sorry, he's, um, but yeah, he, he's works at the Clontaf in Urara um, in Alice Springs, so loving that. He's been working at Clontarf probably for, I think, I don't know, for, for a number of years now, but he's, he's been there and he loves it.
0: The great thing about this podcast, mate, is how I explain you, know, you just chat and you can go in all sorts of areas. If you don't mind me asking, how, how did you find out? Because obviously yeah, yeah. your family is so important to you. Yeah. How'd you find out about what was going on with your dad? Did you yeah. get a phone call. You're yeah, down here well, in Melbourne. That's the thing. I, I'd actually spent
1: we uh, we I was actually there um, on a trip, and then I'd came back, and then like I think it might have been two days later or a day later. It was, you sort of know, like I don't know, being down here and, and the amount of times that things have happened, and you, you just get this feeling, or especially when the phone calls. Like um, I didn't check my phone, but my wife had a few missed calls, Shannon, who had a few missed calls, and, you know, your stomach drops, you're like, oh, okay, where's my phone, and then, um, so I found out, I was down here at my house, um, and found out that, yeah, we're in the car driving, oh, so, yeah, we're in the car driving, and then when he got home, I'd got told, and, um, oh, man, it was a sickening feeling, like, the fact that, you know, they said, oh, with what's happening, there's really, it's unknown, you know, so... Booking a flight, getting on the plane, getting up there as quick as I could, and and been you know sort of seeing him. It was a bit, it was, it was a bit like, um, not a bit like, but it was like you know, and and um, remember the Titans when yeah when Gary Bertier goes into when he's getting in a car crash and yep. and and. and what's his name goes in there? Um, yeah. Uh, he's his best friend. Yeah, and yeah, And he yeah. says, oh, you know, you, you can't be in here. You're, you're Superman, you know. Like, what are you doing? Like, that was that sort of feeling where it's like, uh-huh. you know, what? like, um, he's laying here helpless, like, what can I do? You know what I mean? Like, he should have been here. So, you know, going through that sort of process is, you know, sort of hard to hard to do.
0: And is this yeah. is this when you started to think seriously about what um, you're doing with your life and as a job and where you were living and stuff? Um. Yeah,
1: it questioned a lot of things. Um, yeah, it it, it it hit home a lot. And and knowing, um, you know, over the years that I've been playing, like I've had uncles who've had the same thing, like I said, the family history of heart attacks or especially on the Rioli side, like, you know, it was, it was sort of like, OK, um, what? I, I don't know, it, it just might, it just, in a way you could say the priorities of of sort of life, um, really set, really set after all that sort of stuff, um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, came back and um, you know knew I could knew I could play. Obviously, the club were really good in terms of giving me time off and letting me settle, um, and you know get back, um, try and get fit and all that. And they had no pressure in terms of me, um, you know, in terms of when I'd come back and play. But yeah, it was. Um, when things like that happen, and the, and the people that wouldn't know and understand, like it, 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 it shakes up a bit with, with with seeing someone like that so close to you that um, going through that now for sure.
0: So, your dad Cyril, his brother is Morris Rioli? Yep. Right. So yep, we'll get Morris, to that yeah. later on. We got it. We got to get the family timeline. Mm-hmm. Then your mum Kath, her brother yep, is Michael, Michael Long. Yep. So, obviously, Michael won a Norm Smith medal. Mm-hmm. Morris won a Norm Smith medal. And we'll get to you mm-hmm. and your Norm Smith medal. So, how are you related um, to, to Daniel and to Willie, yeah. who could um, be playing on grand yeah. final day? Yeah, well, um,
1: Willie is... Um, uh, my dad, Willie's dad are brothers. So, Willie's, okay. Willie Senior is the youngest of the brothers, I think. No. But, yeah, so, and then Daniel is... Uh, Daniel's uh, dad is Dean's brother, uh, yeah. And okay. then, um, say, so his grandfather, Sebastian, is uh, my dad's brother.
0: Right. Yeah, so. So has there ever been a Rioli that isn't good at footy or not? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Honestly, it's, it's, it's a bit of half-half. I guess, like, some of the family lo- love, obviously, being um, back on the islands and, they you know, fishing's a big part of life, hunting's a big part of life. So it's a bit of both, really, like footy footy's pretty um, pretty big over, very big over there, mm. but um, the hunting side of things too is, is pretty big and I've um, got a lot of, um, lot of nephews that, you know, sort of, they love footy but they love their hunting just as much. So, uh.
0: so is it, in the community up there, you're known as a great footballer, are there people up there that are known as Great hunters. I know you think you are the best fisherman no, no, to ever come no, off the Tweed, no. and we'll discuss that later. But it, there's a lot of pride over <laughs> in, in that area as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just the fact that um, you know, sort of the knowledge of you know what the sort of the elders, sort of well, your yeah, dad or you, you know whoever passes down onto you or teaches you. I feel like dad was was always there with, with in terms of you know fishing. Would always go out fishing, or you know, and then my grandfather, and grandfather Jack Long, was there, and he'd Take me out shooting, or other uncles, or you know, it's just you know, heaps. Everyone just everyone just worked together. It wasn't It wasn't like everyone was sort of out for themselves. It was, you know, it was sort of the community would would sort of you know help one another, or you know, if you got you know a bit of meat, you'd share it, or if you got a bit of fish, you'd share it. So, um, yeah.
0: so with with family, mate. Without going too deep into it, you know, my folks live away. I probably see my folks twice a year. I ring my sister three or four mm-hmm. times a year, and you know that that's enough in my mm-hmm. life. Do you view family differently to that?
1: I, I feel like yeah, my mum and dad. Like I would um, sort of be in away, especially last few years. I'd, I'd call them up at least three, two, three times a week. My sister and um, so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd try and you know keep in keep in contact with them, and um, especially dad after he was he was a bit you know after he had his heart attack, and just trying to. Keep him on track in terms of his medication or anything like that, or where his head was at going through that whole going through that whole process of him his recovery. Um, but yeah, I try and talk to them on a regular basis and just really see how they're going. Yeah.
0: The Tiwi Islands, firstly, uh, where are the Tiwi Islands for those that don't know? Uh yeah, Tiwi Islands is um, eighty k's eighty k's north
1: of Darwin. So, so were you um, born
0: in Darwin or on the Tiwi? Born in Darwin, yeah.
1: So there, so I think I'm not too sure. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, they, they do have hospitals and that over there, but I'm not too sure if they have to fly in a Darwin to, you know, to yep. give birth and stuff. But but you grew up in the but, two weeks, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Grew so up tell there, me about that. Them. Tell me growing up in the two islands.
0: What was Got, life like for junior boy? Yeah,
1: well, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not what barefoot. Oh, it's not the Melbourne completely no. different. Um, but not the Melbourne lifestyle. But it was um barefoot. You know, barefoot. You 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 um. When, you, when you'd go into Darwin, it's probably the only time you'd want to put shoes on in a way. Um, or you would put, I would put shoes on. Um, it was very, oh, it was just free. Like we'd it'd be, you know, a group of us, us boys. Um, and we'd, you know, we'd, we'd sort of do whatever. You know, the beach is right there, the swimming holes are right there. We'd be on our bikes, we'd, we'd go down to the ramp or we'd have a little fish. Um, You'd go shooting on weekends, you'd go camping, like there was, it was like one of those things where you had access to everything and it was just there, like, you know, for us, we'd, you know, footy was a big part too, Um, you know, obviously went to school during the day, but we'd, um, yeah, we enjoyed getting out and and doing what we wanted, like I said, we'd we'd pretty much after school be like, oh, what do you want to do, let's, oh, let's go for a fish or, um, or let's go for a ride or let's kick the footy or, so it was just as anything, yeah, but um, you know, at the same time, you know, we all, we all went to school, which was, you know,
0: poor What, what were you like at school?
1: I was probably, I was like, I was, I like, I'm pretty quiet, but yeah, I was, um, just trying to stick at it and try and do what I could really. Yeah. That's like, probably not a school person, but, um, yeah, most people, you know, some, most people, um, you know, schools. Not for
0: them, but I, you know, just tried to work as hard as I could, really, yeah. Did you always want to play footy, or did that just sort of come your way? Uh, always, always wanted to play footy.
1: I, I really loved, loved, you know, obviously footy was very big growing up, and, you know, that was a sport to play. Like, there's not really other many other sports. I think we might have had a basketball, carnival. Uh, actually, yeah, I did. I did athletics, actually. Right. I um, I ran, I did the Pacific School Games in 2000. What were you? Went to Sydney. I did the, uh, I think I did the 100 and the 800, I think. I don't know pretty, why the 800. I was about you're a bit, but so I, a bit sharper 100. Nah, but I, not to think, but I, that was something that I, I don't know, my, I think my mum might have said, oh, they've got an athletics thing, so I going end up just doing it. and I think I end up making the NT team, but, <laughs> yeah, sorry to go off the thing, but, no, yeah, I, um and then, obviously, in Darwin, like, um, the footy and the rugby season would, would be on. Uh, so oh, the footy! Yeah, the footy season, and then that will finish, and then the the rugby season. So when I spent that year, in and I spent one year in Darwin for heist before I moved down to Scotch, come down to Melbourne to Scotch. Um, I think I'd had a, I'd had a, a year of rugby. I think I played maybe uh, yeah. Well, can you remember your first game of footy? Footy,
0: organized footy.
1: Organized. Yeah, just trying to think. Um... Yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think maybe my first game. I think we might have played a, a game against Snake Bay, which is another community on Melville. I think we we played them at the at the footy ground, at the home footy ground, and I can't remember if we won or lost. But they had you know goals set up and all boots? that. Boots? No boots. No, no boots. But it was just we never really had that unless you went into Darwin. Uh, but I, I remember um, when, like I said, Dad was playing and he he would um. He would fly me in sometimes, so I got to play with flying with him and play with St Mary's, and I think I was about nah, 13 there, maybe. So that was, yeah, 12, 13. So that was, that was awesome to play for, you know, the club, your home club back back there.
0: Especially if your dad was playing as well. Before yeah. we before we get on the big plane here yeah. down to Scotch, again, mate, just to come back to the to the yeah, the lifestyle. Um, what's the key to being a good hunter? Like, how do you hunt? I know that's a crazy question yeah. for you, but it's not from where I see it. Yeah. I don't know, I think just growing up there and,
1: and, and what you just observing what everyone else does around you or what they do there. Um, yeah. you know, like I like I said, I went out with my grandfather and my uncles or whoever and, and what are they doing? Just, you you? Just, do just gotta observe like just just tell you the ins and outs and what to do, what not to do and stay away from here or um, I think I don't know the, the I don't know what the key is to being a good hunter. I think you just you just got to know the land really. I think that's all it is. You know, you you can't muck around too much with with what goes on in some remote communities because you're not allowed on some places. So you actually got to know where you're going really, and obviously use to use a gun to shoot. So um, I think they're they're the couple things, but you just yeah, fun doing it really. You get what you can, you, you get not get what you can, you get what you need to eat and or if you want to get extra for other people, that's cool, but you don't we never really, you know, overshot anything or, you know, it was all it was all for Um, You know, just all for us.
0: Back to Cyril in a tick. Next week on the Howie Games, a man who defines the word perseverance. Tim Payne went from not getting picked for Tasmania to playing for Australia to being appointed captain in less than six months, enough to make anyone's head spin. You're the Australian captain. Mm. What's it like? It's different, isn't it? What's it like to be the Australian captain? It's weird. It is weird. I get asked that a little bit and... (laughs) um, I think the best way I can explain it is... Like, even I am still, you know, four or five months into it. It is it is genuinely strange to me. So I'll be driving to training sometimes or driving on a Saturday. And, um, yeah, it just sort of comes into my head. And I just, I literally have sat in my car at times and sort of had a little bit of a giggle to myself and how how things have changed and, um, and how strange it is. Um, you know, I was thrilled to get back into the side in the first place. And um, I don't think anyone ever... Dreams or has a goal of of being the Australian captain, but I certainly had a a goal and a dream of playing test cricket for Australia and, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to achieve that. And then this is, um, I suppose, a bonus, or maybe some people say it's not, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm really proud, certainly, to be the Australian captain at a a time where, um, you know, the leadership in the next sort of 12 to 24 months is really important. That's Tim Payne next week on the Howie Games. Back to Cyril. So you've grown up there. You're, you're doing exactly what you want all day, every day, mm-hmm. mate. And you go to Darwin. How'd you end up at Scotch College?
1: Yeah,
0: it's just a big private school in Melbourne. Mm,
1: yeah. Well, um, yeah. I think they they're, they're, the Scotch and TV, the TV islands used to uh, will partner it up, and um, I think they used to get a few, few of the the TV boys down for I think two, four, two to four weeks. I think just to. You know, just I think two boys would come down, and uh, they would, uh, they would just come down and just do what they can down in Melbourne, just to experience something different. And um, yeah, then, yeah, my mom, my mom one day sort of just said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, you're probably going to go to school in Melbourne." Uh, so, and I thought, "Well, yeah, it's next year, so you know, whatever." I'll, when it happens, it happens, and that was pretty much. And the following year came, and I was getting ready to to come down here, and I'd I'd, I'd probably. Um, I was probably excited to be going, but at the same time, didn't know what I was sort of going into in terms of, you know, when I actually got here and and all that, like how homesick I would be and all that sort of stuff. I never really, I never took that into account, but um, yeah, it was, it was it was a big move for sure.
0: What was the hardest thing about the move? The
1: hardest thing. Um, the hardest thing I think just being just being back home, you know, um, it's that that feeling of. Um, that feeling of you sort of complete I had a cousin come down with me as well, and he'd left after a week so and for me um he was he was he was my idol growing up he was something that i'd I'd looked to and I thought yeah, i want to be i want to be like him you know mm-hmm. so yeah he was mine he'd 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 um and he left he just wanted to go home, and I fully understand that, and um you know it's see him when I go back but it was such a huge, huge shock.
0: What was your yeah, first day like? You, like, you're coming from such mm. a free lifestyle, and then you mm-hmm. scotch. You got your school shoes, oh, man, your socks yeah. pulled up, your blazer, your tie, you yeah. don't know anyone. Yeah. Well, you, what was your first day like, mate? It, like, it's, yeah. It'd be like me all of a sudden yeah. going to school in the Tiwi Islands. Mm. It'd be so different. Yeah.
1: I think it was really... I think the year in town, um really helped in terms of, like, not going from the islands to Melbourne. It was islands, from the Tiwi Islands to, you know, I was back and forth in Darwin too. Um, so I had an idea. I had an idea in Melbourne, and but I think the year in, in Darwin at St John's sort of, you know, helped a little bit in terms of being away, not being away, but um, just that whole sort of high school, pro, you know. So and coming down here and obviously getting into us, getting into the, the school uniform and putting on the tie and <laughs> you know all those sort of things. As it was. Such a huge shot, but there was the the school were you know really good in terms of you know giving giving help with some of the work or you know all those sort of things, but yeah it was it was it was it was tough yeah, for
0: sure when your cousin wanted to leave, did you yeah. want to leave with him yeah oh yeah
1: yeah we we actually i think we were roomed yeah we were room together and you know we were sort of talking and i think we yeah, we were like yeah, which, in a way you wanted to go we wanted to go home and who knows what was going to happen when we were talking, but, yeah, he eventually said, oh, I'm going to go and, and have for some reason, just, not for some reason, I just I stuck it out, you know, so.
0: Did some of your family members come and say... Um, yeah, I had, um... Um, obviously,
1: um... I had my Uncle Michael and, um, Derek Kickett, I think they, they had a chat outside the school and stuff, um... It's funny, one of the things you said was the hardest thing you did was get on the plane. The easiest thing you can do is go to school type thing. You know, it's <laughs> the easy part, the hardest thing. The hard part's over you, you know? And I I, I looking back then, I was like, is he talking, you know? <laughs> uh yeah, that was that was something that I don't know, for some reason sort of stuck in my head. Yeah, Why'd you stick
0: talking? it out, mate? I don't know. I just, looking back as a sixteen year old kid.
1: I honestly I think um I uh, it's so hard to I think I think in a way my uh, my love for footy and um, you know my dreams for um, my dreams were what I wanted to do. I wanted to play for I wanted to be you know down here and trying to I don't know I felt like back then it was you know a bit more exposure down here and being able to play against you know the different type, like it's a lot a lot bigger bodies down here for sure mm. but. Um, but just getting just getting, probably used to living away is, is something that helped with going to boarding school too, for sure.
0: If you'd gone back, like this is where your life could have gone two ways, Yeah. Mate. What do you reckon would have happened if you'd gone back? Mm. Like what, what would Cyril Rioli have been if he didn't play footy for the Hawks? Mm. Yeah, that's,
1: that's... Who knows, really? Um, I think... I would have did something around, like, fishing or I would have did something being on a boat or I've got a cousin, Benny Rioli, who works on the boat, so um, some of the, the big boats, and I'm not too sure what he does, but yeah, he's <laughs> pretty, pretty, sure pretty full fans. on. He's on, you, you see some of the, you know, some of the photos that he puts up and where he gets to travel and go and um, being out on the water, um, that's probably something I would, have, I would have did being out on the water. I, w- I love watching... Uh, um, Wicked Tuna and Discovery Channel Wicked yeah. Tuna yeah, all those shows. Deadliest Catch, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. They're they're a bit they're a bit intense, but um, but yeah, along the lines of
0: that. Second question from one of your okay. teammates relates to mm-hmm. scotch. Um, you can try and figure out who this is. I think I don't even know. <laughs> it's only a quick one. Uh, this is the next question for you, Stiz.
1: Hey, up What's it like to be the second-best footballer to come out of Scotch College? What's <laughs> that, <Seth> Brownie? Brownie.
0: <Branding. laughs> What's it like to be the second-best <laughs> footballer to come out of Scotch College?
1: Uh, he's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it. Second S. Hey, Brownie, uh, you'd, you'd, you know, being there and, and uh, you know, obviously uh, I'm getting told some of how... Brownie was back in the days when he used to play at school and yep. uh, he was he'd, you know and I got to play with like you know and then I eventually got to play with him and it's, it's pretty crazy to think that you know and um, he was actually um, I think he might I think he was the first he would have been the first person to text me I think yeah was he? and it's and it's, it's 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 weird how that relationship works out because his dad was Really, really good friends with my uncle Morris, and you know knows the family well, and yep. so you know it was it was pretty pretty nice to to actually you know sort of be at the club with with Brownie, obviously having the family history ties. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the with the second best. The
0: second best, no, yeah, oh, I'm right. you know, yeah, much better than Brownie. Yeah. It's, it's it's not funny how <laughs> much better than you than the dogs. So you get drafted to Hawthorne mate, um, as a 17 or 18 year old. <laughs> Um, you're pretty shy, pretty quiet in those first couple of years. What do you remember about walking into that footy club? Um, I remember I remember just
1: sort of seeing how professional it was and how, you know, sort of welcoming everyone was. It was, you know, you, you, you were made... I felt really comfortable going into the club. It was such a huge, huge eye-opener, you know, going from school to getting drafted and then... Um, go on there and, and, and you get to meet you know Croft and Hodgie and the guys bud you know Ralph, you guys the guys I got to play a lot of footy with but um, pretty pretty scary at the same time too you know knowing that these guys have who, who you know they've played at the level and they've been doing it for a number of years so it's pretty daunting and I and scary because you know you I remember um, you know when I think back they they may had a pretty good final series a year before, and then it's like, and then going in, and it's like, oh, there's a bit of well, there's a bit of pressure, but they're going pretty, yeah, the expectations yeah. of of them, and I mean they were all pretty pretty calm about it, but um, yeah, it was such an such a such a good feeling walking in the end of those doors there. Yeah.
0: That first year, that first, 2008. That's the reason we're sitting here is because we met yeah, 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 in yeah. 2008 um, for a rising star story, mm-hmm. and I came up with with your dad mm-hmm. and your mum and Longy yep. and you, yeah. and we went fishing. That's right, we went out on the boat now. Out for Barramundi, which is still uh, it's something I treasured as of all the sports drives we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've told this story before, mate, but I'll never forget it. Um, for those that don't understand, it's not fishing with lines up there, it's fishing with spears. Spear fishing, yeah. And you stood on the front of the boat three times and you mm-hmm. threw that spear three times and you caught mm-hmm. three Barramundi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you were bragging with your old man <laughs> about who was the better fisherman in the family. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, nah, dad's always dad. Dad taught me everything I know in a way, and um, yeah, a lot of my uncles did, and grandfather. You know, a lot of people along the way. Um, in terms of the fishing side, it's something I've always done, something I've always loved. Um, and when I could do it, I'd, I'd want to do it. You know, go out on go out on the boat, go fishing.
0: What's the and best fish like you've ever
1: caught? The best fish. Um, See, it, it's, it's... Everyone... I, I, I sort of... I enjoy the colours of the parrotfish. uh uh-huh. um, But obviously barramundi is the ultimate, you know, fish everyone wants to catch. But I don't know. I've caught a few parrotfishes in my time. They're beautiful, beautiful fish. Uh, the jewfish. Uh-huh. They're pretty um, hard to fight with. Um, I caught a groper once with my dad when I was... I think I might have been... I don't know, maybe six or so. Maybe. I just... I don't know, we were fishing when we were younger and I just... They end up winding up, like, getting it, but, yeah, it was a massive sort of groper, yeah. So that was pretty... That was pretty...
0: What about the crocs up there? Because I recall looking at the barramundi and then uh, Longyear'd shine the torch around and you'd see the red eyes of the crocs. Yeah. Yeah. No, have, have problems with the crocs up there? Uh, I think...
1: Yeah, I think people have got to understand, too, like, it's their territory, like, you're, you're going into there. Mm. You know, you're going in there, domain, but... You, you just got to be careful, really. Like, like you said, like yeah, even the freshwater holes nowadays. It's it's so. You got to be careful anywhere you go because they could be they could be anywhere up there, you know. Even in a bit of in a bit of grass, hiding in a bit of grass or. Free.
0: Have you ever been surprised by a crop?
1: Yeah, I remember we were camping once. Um, I have got a few, sorry, but yeah, the one that sort of got me was um, I went. We were camping and we were sitting on the beach and we heard some goose, magpie, geese fly over. And uh, my my uncle Patrick was there, and he said, "Oh, look, they'll they'll probably be at this spot, so we'll we'll go tomorrow." So we end up going, and um, we end up getting to this, getting to the swamp, and we we end up shooting a couple, and we we had to walk in, and it was sort of like just maybe below knee deep, maybe, and we we was about four of us, four or five of us. We went in, got the goose, and we went across to the other side. Regrouped, got all the goose. Last person tied up the rope and, and would drag, drag it back across to the other side. And and my uncle had was walking with the gun. He was first, and then had a couple of cousins, as myself, and then another cousin behind. And we heard a noise and all we like, And he was he was pretty big. Oh, not big, but he was a lot bigger than I was. And we we heard a noise, and we looked back, and the croc. Like, we've seen the croc, like, we were dra- like we had the, the couple metres on the thing, dragging the goose uh, uh, tied up around the heads and we'd, we'd heard a noise there and then the croc, we sort of both turned around at the same time and you could it was, I don't know, I don't know how big it was, but it, was, it would have been over sort of three and a half or three, <laughs> oh, maybe, it's probably three. Right. And, yeah, we, he, knee he, he was, croc, croc, and we just, I think we were, I don't know, might have been about ten few like uh, ten meters away from, from the other side of the of the swamp and we were we were walking on water, that's all you could say. <laughs> so that was that was one of the stories. And that was and as and that's it though, yeah. Then that afternoon, we did that that morning. That afternoon we went back to that same swamp and ended up getting a few more goose, you know what I mean? We just went down the other side and okay, that's where the croc was this side, we'll go down this side and, and see if they're there. And they ended up being there and we end up getting a few goose. So we had something to eat that night, but yeah, just how close we were to, you know, uh, he could have been at the front, not yeah. at the back, you know what I mean? It's things like that where you get, you know, what ifs, sort of That's things like, what, if, get, he, what, what if he just, you know, things like that. But he was just at the back and took the goose and we just, yeah, we were, we were screaming, crack, we bolted out of there, so... <laughs>
0: So I find that hard to relate to. Back to that fishing trip that I can remember at the end of the trip, this is 1 o'clock in the morning we're Mm. out there now, um, and you and Longie were like, all right, Howie, time for you to have a go. And I threw the spear a few times and managed to get a fish, and I was that excited, and then I pulled it up, and I'll never forget, Longie said, oh, mate, it's a brim. They're a white man's fish. I said, what's (laughs) that mean? He said, oh, mate, they're slow. You'll never get a barra. (laughs) It was, mate, it was such a a fond memory for me, that trip. And then that season, mate, turned out – Um, you playing in a grand final Mm. as, how old were you, 18? 19. 19. 19, You played I think just about every game Mm. for the year. Um, What's your memories of that first grand final?
1: The Hawks climb the mountain. Here's the best caller in the game, Brian Taylor.
0: Thanks to Vodafone, Trippin Rocks football 2008 grand final underway. Campbell got the knockdown as Hodges' ribs have been tested out down the other end of the
1: ground by Mooney. Memories um Obviously, going, like the whole week was pretty was pretty big. Um, the things that you had to do, obviously, I don't know if some of the players have gone through, but it's a pretty hectic week. Yeah. Um, so all the media, like doing media and all that sort of stuff, was pretty big. But I felt like the um, the after the game when you sort of get welcomed onto the the podium, or yeah, uh, that was pretty. That's such a you know. Um, such a really, like, unreal feeling to to get up on the podium and to hear that final siren. It was it's crazy. It's, like, you know, one of the best times to... Just one of the happy times, you know? Yeah. Getting, a, getting the premiership under, under the belt. Yeah.
0: A lot of highlights in that grand final. We won't go specifically into games. That's not what we do in this show. But I think one of the most famous moments, and I was looking back at it last night, was out on the wing with mm. Enright and, I think, Max Rook. Mm. And you're in your first year and... You managed to take the ball off two blokes and apply a tackle, and I—I mm. I don't think I've heard a roar around the MCG mm. like it. And, and reading about, it apparently they were roaring in the commentary box as well. Oh, you remember okay. that? Yeah. Uh, I, sorry, I, I, in the coach's I, box. Still fighting
1: on! Now he tackles Rook, doesn't
0: let him go. Dispossessing oh, how was that from Rioli. from Rioli? It was great. Great yeah, And a free kick will now go with the Hawks, and I think it will be Rioli for Three's his efforts. Three on one, B two. Uh, not just three. Took on Enright.
1: And then Rook and I think Milburn was there as well. So he three senior players and it gets applause from on the oh, okay. Yeah, I um I don't know, it was just doing things a team, that's my role to play. So I, 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 I sort of found that um not to be normal, but that's my role to play, so that's what I need to do. If I'm not doing that then you know, so but yeah, it's it's um, you know, I've heard it a few times from a few people and but in a way, that, that was my role to play. Like, I did everything I can to to try and win the ball back, and I felt like over the years or since I've been playing, that's all I've really tried to do is work, you know, sort of do everything I can to, to get the ball back, early, yeah.
0: Sometimes when you're out there, this, again, as a, as a modest man, mate, I'm not sure how you're going to answer this question, but sometimes when you're out there on fire doing your thing on the MCG in front of a big crowd, whether it's a final or a grand final, it looks like you are made... It's like, almost like the cliches you're born to play hmm. on that stage. Have you ever been out on the ground? How do you feel when you're out there playing at your best in front of a massive crowd, when everything is going your way? He's going to centre to left oh, footer. Okay. Cyril's got to beat a couple. You wouldn't put it past him. They oh. get some run going. Look at the chase. Oh. Oh. You can't do that. He's gone. Oh. No one in the game can
1: do that. He's oh. saying he handballed the ball, Hutchie.
0: How it make you feel?
1: Yeah, oh, you, 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 you're exciting. You feel like... Um, You can sort of do anything when you're when you're at the top of your game and you're doing things like um, when you're doing things that you you sometimes wouldn't have the confidence to do. I felt like at training um, at training I'd I'd, you know practice when I could, but I felt like I just um, I trained trained hard and and did all the things that you you have you need to do and goal kicking and all that stuff and whatever it may be, but. You know, I've just tried to play on instinct, really. That's the main thing. I haven't, you know, I felt like since I was a junior or since I've been playing footy, um, I've tried to play the same way, you know. So, I don't know, you you feel like, um, you know, it's funny, I see a bit of what Daniel does and Willie, and (laughs) it it makes me proud or it makes me excited to see that that they're the the next guys to, to carry the name on, really.
0: Rightly or wrongly, mate, you watch some athletes and it seems to be life and death for them playing mm. out there. From the outside looking in, it was looked like you were a bloke that loved playing footy and you gave it your best, mm. but there was other things just as important in your life. I thought that until the grand final against Sydney. Mm. you beat beaten Fremantle the year before yeah. and you'd had your hamstring. Yeah. And you possibly weren't going to play in that game mm. And then you're on the bench in tears And I remember seeing, because mm. I was sitting behind you Working yeah. with Triple M And I thought, wow th- th- This means a lot to this yeah. bloke Let's get down to Howie Thanks to Bob Jane, too much Yeah, the Hawthorne boys are starting to take the acceptance, uh, acceptance. Damien Monkhurst is trying to tell uh, Ruffy what he needs to do And he's in the back giving Cyril a little hug in the red vest So the Hawthorne boys are starting to enjoy themselves Yeah, we've got a good look
1: yeah at it, the... it did It um gets emotional thinking about it but um... Why is that? Oh, because um, I'd had an uncle who had passed away um, in 2012, like mid-year, um, and um, yeah, so you know, try to dedicate the year to him as much as I can, dedicate the year to him, and finish out the year for him, and um, we'd end up losing 2012 to Sydney, and then um, so like that, that side of things, that that hurt a lot, you know, and um, that killed me, and then obviously for the next year to to and I always felt like I, I sort of owed him one to the thing. You know, I felt like I dedicated my year to him and, um, you know, to get over that hurdle type thing, you know, to get that one back. And it sort of hit me on that on the bench when bloody coach subbed me out and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when I sat there and I felt like he was there, and that's why, and obviously we got a few hugs and stuff, but hey, to be honest, I, I didn't think I was ever going to, I was going to come back and play that year because I'd had such a, a pretty, bad ha- hammy injury, and you know we didn't find out until the, not find out but we didn't. I'd end up playing, um ended up playing a game a week before that just to see how the body went, and yeah, got got picked in the team, and but yeah, yeah the that,
0: game the week before was yeah week grand before final. yeah grand final it was grand final box and zero. that was
1: my first. I think that was that was my first like. That was my first game down there, so it was, it was pretty daunting. Like I think I get a bit of a few a bit of stiff from the crowd that day, but it was and it was not I, I it hurt a bit, you know, that we we end up you know, we lost the game and that was especially for the guys down there and for me like, you know, losing it's um, It was a tough you know, one, yeah. It was
0: and, a tough one because you were only allowed to play half the game as well. Yeah, and
1: that's again. it, yeah. And they were down a few points and all that and I felt like um yeah, I felt felt a bit crap in a way. The fact that I was only gonna I'd only played that certain amount of time, and there were a few there were a few players down, and they were just they nearly had the win and stuff. And you know, I still think about it every now and then. You know, um, mm. uh, but hey, that that there yeah, that 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 when I was sitting there on the bench and and, and getting emotional, that was. Yeah, I felt like he was there, to be honest. And and that's probably why I teared up a bit because, yeah, like I said, that hurdle of getting that one back for him, that was, you know, sort of a little bit just helped in a way, you know, so.
0: 2015, you won your third in a row, so your fourth <laughs> grand final, mate. So the countdown begins. We've got 16 seconds left. Three grand final wins in a row for this incredible footy club. Critus out the back But Hodge able to break it up in the air On the up to Gaff Still a ball taken Tackle from Hodge Inside 50 Go West Coast Gibson with a fist There it is uh-huh. The Hawks Have won three premierships in a row And joined the ranks Of the greatest teams of all time and We mentioned right at the start That your father Cyril His mm-hmm. brother mm-hmm. Morris Rioli I reckon he won the first mm. Norm Smith medal mm-hmm. And then Yeah Sister, your mum's mm-hmm. brother Michael won the Norm Smith Medal. You played one of the great grand finals, one of the great quarters mm. against West Coast. Well, I know you, mate. It makes you nervous. <laughs> you don't like people talking about you. No, no,
1: no. You. no. it's just it's like just getting back to thinking about that day, and, and that's all really.
0: Tell me about that day.
1: Oh, I, it's just, um, you know, like like I said, in a way, you, you, like I never really felt like I. In terms of the expectations of the name, I never really cared about that. Not that I cared, but I think, you know, after, you know, sort of winning that award and just felt, you know, personally just a huge relief in terms of everyone, these whole expectations. And I've never really felt like I've um, worried about it. But that day, just personally, I was like, I, I, I felt like, you know, I've, I've, I've done something. You know my uncles did too, so I was I was pretty proud. You know I was pretty I was very happy. Um, you know I just had the you know support of um, had a you know, really good time um, on that day. But no, it was it was such an unreal feeling. You know the fact that not to like I said not to that I worried about that hype, but you know to actually win one like it was. Pretty special, you know, to you hey, look at Hodge's one too and stuff and you know, <laughs> things like that. It's and to be presented, you know, with the medal by, you know, the NT legend, one of the you know, one of the great players, Andrew McLeod, that was that was unreal.
0: The winner of the North Smith medal is Sura Rioli from Hawthorne.
1: Yeah. And Shawnee, Shawnee ended up giving me a really big hug. He was the last one to give me a hug before I went up on stage, so he was just excited. I he looked like he won it. He was he was right, but <laughs> Um, anyone could, have, like, on that day, you felt like there were there were a number of guys who, who actually could have won it. You know, we felt like I felt like that day was um, we just all you know we all stuck together and, and played played our way really. Yeah.
0: So we come to mate um, when you decide that mm-hmm. that's it, you're done with the Hawks, um, mate. There was all sorts of rumours going around about why and mm-hmm. how. There was rumours about um, your beautiful wife had had a disagreement with Jeff Kennett. Mm. I'm sure you read about it, all sorts of things. Mm. In your mind now, looking back, why did you decide to retire? At yeah. You know, you're still at the peak of your powers. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of athletes would think, well, I've got another four or five years in me here. How come Cyril decided to walk away?
1: Mm. Yeah, well, there was something that did happen with Jeff, but... You know, that got we, we all sat down we all talked through that but I think in a way it was in a way it was it was sort of maybe I don't know how to say it but that had happened but it was we we wanted to go home too as well you know the things that had happened and me getting injured and and you know' probably going to come back to play but you know we were missing home too and for us um for us we we just wanted to sort of live and be free and just be back home, be in our environment and um obviously there there were heaps of rumours but you know, that's just that's just, you know, the outside world who um who's all talking. We were in Darwin, you know, sort of off social media for a bit and just wanted to just live be free for a bit and enjoy the time with my wife and you know, friends, family and being back home. So um, yeah, that. I think when you when you know when I think about it and knowing um, why I left and and all that, I, I feel I'm comfortable. I know why, and that's yeah. But I, like I said, when I had a lot of lot of time on the on the sidelines and, and really got to think about you know what's important and you know where we want to be, um, and obviously wanting to be back home. That was that was why and. Um, Yeah, we haven't really, you know, being up there, you don't really see much of the the media side of things. You don't really see much Mm -hmm. of... uh, You do see a lot, but, you know, for us, we just stuck to ourselves and, um, yeah, people asking. But, you know, for us, we're we're pretty happy where we are, yeah, for sure.
0: Again, as a bloke, growing up as me, not you, Mm -hmm. me, and my culture and where I've come from and what I've learnt, if I had to give up a job that I could keep doing... For eight hundred thousand bucks a year, say, mm. seven hundred, whatever you're getting paid, mate. People would tell me, geez. Like you're managed here by TLA, I'm mm-hmm. sure at some stage they said to you, mate, this oh, yeah. is a lot of money you're giving mm-hmm. up. Yeah. How do you deal with that side of things, mate? And how important is or isn't yeah. it to you?
1: Well, like I said, like in a way your priorities or you know, what's important now, like <laughs> you know, money money was the last thing on my mind to be honest. I felt like um, I felt like, you know, we just wanted to be home, to be honest. Like, who cares about the money? Like, I grew up, we grew up on nothing type thing. Not nothing, but we that wasn't a priority growing up. So I think it's getting back to that feeling of just enjoying life and regardless of, like, whether it's big money or not, we're just happy being home and that's the main... Like, that's And that's what we've been doing. It's It's been very relaxing. Um, and, it, like, you know, people are going to say that I'm crazy, but, um, you know, in terms of the next phase of our lives and, you know, there's – you can't I, – I wouldn't be able to do things that I can or what I want to do in future if I'm down here and not up there, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. for us it was, it was home time and, um, you know, to be honest, I um, – I, when I finished I never really – I was in and out of the footy or um, never really watched much or – a uh, little bit of finals, a little bit here and there, a quarter here. But um, you know, I felt like I just wanted to just take it easy and just step back and really enjoy life for what it is.
0: So, did you watch Hawthorne's two finals?
1: Uh, I was in and out of, in and out of, like I said, in and out of the game. But uh, you know, it, was, it would have been nice to you know see them do what they did. They did pretty well to you know to get to the finals. But was it worth watching?
0: Did you have any difficult times? Nah, I I not one. You didn't sit there and watch the Hawks at all and think, oh gee.
1: No, nah. nah, I felt I felt pretty content. I felt pretty comfortable just watching and just sitting back. Obviously watching my cousins and stuff, and they were all going nuts. But I I just sat back and enjoyed footy for you know, just for what it was. I didn't. I mean, I'm a fan. I love like you know, I love to enjoy watching the you know the friends and the family play. You know, Daniel and Willie and all that. But yeah, I just. You know, it's said it's sort of their time. I'm, I'm, I've done what I need to do on foot, and I'll just step back and just, just live. Really, yeah,
0: it makes just, me, mate. I can't tell you without being corny how happy it makes me mm. to see how happy you are mm. and how happy you are yeah. with the decision you made, yeah. mate. Like, I think
1: I, yeah, yeah. No, so I think yeah. I've always sort of been sort of a happy person and happy, yeah, not a happy person. But you know, I've enjoyed it. But I think just being home and being able to do the things that I want to do in a way, it's it's very. It's very relieving and very, very nice.
0: What was the most difficult part of the decision?
1: Um, difficult part, I don't know. See, it's it's probably the. I found that um, I got up and, and, and sort of spoke and told the group that you know what was going on, had that ended guy? Up breaking down and crying and did you? You know, I had what I needed to say, and then when I got up on to, to talk, I. I I forgot what I wanted to say, Um, and then I just got emotional. I think the fact that, and I look back now, and I was crying that I was leaving. But I think too, I was crying because I was like, I'm going home. Like that's that's the, I was that excited. I'm like, just getting getting real worked up talking and um, forgetting what I needed to say and all that. But I think I was just that um, emotional and excited. I'm like, I'm going like when I actually thought about it, talking, I'm like, I'm done, I'm going home, like... I'm I'm going home, like... I remember when I was at school and when school holidays would come up, like, it was sort of that feeling, like, I'm going home and -and so-and-so. Yeah, so it was pretty similar, like, that similar feeling of, you know, going home. Did the coach text you
0: leading up to finals?
1: Yeah, he did. I was at... at, um, I was at Peppa Minardi and we were watching... At my cousin's house and um Pepp- or Pepp- yeah. And yeah, we yeah, we're watching and yeah, he did text me and said that yeah, you want to strap on the boots or Do you reckon he was serious? I don't know, he could have been. <laughs> he could have been but How'd you reply? I said no thanks. I said I'm, <laughs> I said no, I not too sure. I can't yeah, I might have sent something back, but I was I am pretty sure I said no, I do think so. I'm, I'm cool. i
0: did, right. did Hodgie ask you to come and have a run at Brisbane? Ah uh, no no geez he was pretty. No he
1: was pretty he no I haven't, I haven't really felt much pressure. like I'd obviously spoken to a few people, um, called fags up and he had a good chat with him and obviously he was at the club before and you know got along well with him, but no I haven't really haven't really um, worried about too many offers or you know if someone did say that, but obviously the cousin like playing back home is something that is on like for me would be on the cards.
0: But
1: who you play for? Um, I play for St Mary's back home. Obviously, that's the home team. That's yeah. That's
0: so much family, family history. Yeah.
1: So I think that would be one of the one of the, one of the teams I'd play with. But so that so they know, play sure. up there um, in October? Yeah. So they start next month.
0: Any chance you play for them?
1: Maybe. Oh, maybe after Christmas. If okay. Um, once my, not once my body. But once I feel like I can get up and running again. Yep. Um, I feel like I've lost that much that much tone or muscle tone that um not that i've lost it but just that whole fact of getting injured again and little niggles and you know i don't have access to rehab like you know I don't mm. i mean i know what to do but in terms of full time getting back into rehab it'll be a bit hard if get injured but oh i'll, I'll have a I might have a game next
0: soon here's the big question from a six-year-old mate okay cool cool this is the big question mm. It's what everyone wants to ask, and I probably wouldn't have asked it. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, Dad, this is what I want to ask him. I'm like, all right, mate, if that's what you want to ask him. Here you go. You ready for this, mate? or a You're the best footy player ever in the whole history. I miss you when you don't, when I turn the TV on and I don't see you on there. I wish you could come back. Is there any teeny, teeny winty time that you could come back and play for the Hawks next year? There it is, but <laughs> He might have
1: me sold. Uh, he might have me sold there. You now. No. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think I. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, sort of pretty happy and content where I am back home. And yeah, like yeah, no, I don't think I, I. If I were to, yeah, the Hawks, obviously the Hawks. Um, but yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't really see myself playing anywhere else to be honest. Like, yeah, I can't.
0: Do you see? see it. Well, mate, the obvious question we'll, for us. Yeah. Do, we'll, do you we'll, see any chance of yourself playing AFL football again?
1: No, nah, probably not. No, nah, I wouldn't.
0: It was a problem. Yeah, there.
1: Yeah. that's no. I don't think I will. Like personally I don't um I feel like the next phase of my life is coming up and I'm, I'm pretty excited and happy for that and um I felt like I've like I said I needed I felt like I I um enjoyed my career um and it's time to sort of move like next phase of my life really but yeah if 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 anything yeah I'd yeah, I were to come back to the go back to the Hawks if I could, yeah, for sure.
0: So it'd only be the Hawks if yeah, you could. Yeah, be come the Hawkers, yeah, yeah. It would be yeah. Maybe you, well, if if like going I, fine a
1: few hard final or a still coaching or someone there <laughs> still coaching or <laughs>
0: Sammy Mitchell so, might yeah, be coaching. Well, there you you go. Oh. How do you how do you <coughs> Bruce famously described you as delicious, mate, which was outstanding. He's one of the most watchable
1: players in the competition. What a delicious young player he is, it's still the Real.
0: What did you think when you heard that? Because I think it's a perfect description. Yeah, well, I didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really think too much of it, to be honest. Like I got told about it, and they said, "Oh, this person," you know. But I never really thought it would carry on to years down the track. You know, I still, I still get it everywhere I go. Do you? Yeah, on the street. Uh, yeah. What do people yell out? Oh, delicious! <laughs> Delicious. No, it's yeah. No, just the yeah. You know, it's just someone. Yeah, you're, 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 you know. so so, I get I get it a lot. Yeah, so it stuck with me, and I think it will stick with me for for a while. And yeah, but it was it was he. You know, he sort of said that early on, and then to be able to when I did call call it call time on the career, he was he was sort of the one that yeah yeah. Well, after saying that, and yeah, it was it was. They said, "Oh look, Bruce is going to come do your um, final um, interview. Yeah, your interview, and I was like, oh, perfect. Well, that sounds really good. That'll be yeah, pretty funny. I think, I think, the, <laughs> I think the footy fans would love that. Like, They'll love you know, it. That was the, fantastic fantastic too. And he's such a yeah, he's he's the man. Such, yeah, he is. He's such a, a great human being. Oh, he's just a loving person. He's he's unreal to to talk to."
0: More of Cyril Rioli in a sec. Last week on the Howie Games, one of Australia's most popular athletes, V8 legend, Craig Lowndes. Although, it'd be fair to say, when a younger Craig switched from Holden to arch enemy Ford, emotions ran pretty high. But I believe that it was a very, on good authority that it was a death threat on my head, because I'd moved from Holden to Ford. Wow. So he was literally employed to look after me and, and keep an eye out if there was any psycho psychos that were going to... Put an eye for me or what we're gonna I don't know how they're gonna do it or what was gonna happen. That's Craig Lowndes next week on the Howie Games. In previous series, we have mentioned private Howie Games podcasts. If you have loved ones, friends, someone that has inspired you or someone close to you whose story you want to be recorded for posterity, please send us an email at thehowiegames@hotmail.com. That's Howie, H-O-W-I-E, thehowiegames@hotmail.com. We'll try and organise for me to sit down and have a chat just like a normal episode. It's not for broadcast but for a family memory. Back to number 33. So how how do you reflect on... Your career there, mate, your walk out of the game mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. four premierships, Norm Smith medal. Oh, I'll, okay, for me, when I'm going to the footy and I'm commentating, obviously I follow the Hawks. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing, I know that it's going to be exciting. Something's going to happen that is just mm-hmm. going to make me smile mm-hmm. and feel happy and Feel joy, which Mm. is the best. Uh, What Mm. a wonderful thing that you give the Mm. crowd—that they come away feeling joyful watching Mm. you play footy. Yeah. How do you reflect on the whole career now that it's done? Yeah, it's finished.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like once the season's done, I might get a bit of time to reflect, and Mm. I feel like there's things that I need to do or things things that I'm still doing. But um, I think there will come a time um, later in the year where I feel like I'll. You know you might watch a few highlights or I might you know i don't know reflect on on the career but i think i'm just so at this stage it's just it's just so surreal to be living um to be living back home and you know i feel like i haven't really thought about football much which has been really good i've been able to do some things that i haven't done for a while and you know the weekends we'd be would be going out somewhere or be on the boat or we be someone's house and yeah, the footy would be on, but at the same time I would be in and out of it. So just trying to f- trying to really just enjoy enjoy the time. Yeah. You're satisfied would, with your career? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I you know I feel like i i I'd, I'd gone um, I'd gone beyond what I thought I would not what I would achieve, but you know I, I didn't think too much what I would do or what would happen. You, you don't think that, but
0: no,
1: um, you know I think that's what's something that that's what's something that, you know, when I did call it quits, is, is that I, I felt like I've I've been pretty proud of my career, and so, yeah, I've been pretty proud of my career. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with with what I've done and where all the, the medals. Done. Well, yeah, they're all at home, okay. all all locked up, not locked up, but they're all in a little case, and um, you know, got all the all the little things together, and um, it's weird, you know, because I, I haven't really had. Um, I never really hang too much memorabilia or too much of those things around. Um, so I don't know. See how we go. I might, like I said, when I start reflecting, and you know, I might hang a few of those up. I've got a bit of memorabilia pieces floating around, and the shed's pretty full. And but
0: um, but yeah. So what now? What, what now? Are you talking about? You talked about earlier on, mate, about you know if if you stayed down here playing footy, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be able to do the things yeah. at some stage that you yeah. want to do with
1: and your life. Yeah, and what I mean by that is like, um, I guess the, the 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 path that I want to take is is you know is, is being in and around you know sort of remote communities or around communities or being around up north and trying to um, trying to just help out help out the mainly the, you know, people or the kids back there and, and trying to, you know, to, to be the best that they can be sort of thing, you know, um, helping them, helping out where I can, what I can do, um, you know, trying to get kids on the right path or anything like that. Um, you know, that's what that's what I'd want to work with is, you know, the youth and, and trying to, um, you know, try and help them or try and do what I can to, like I said, to make them... Make them better and just to be just to be happy, you know. So, mm. um, like I said, I I wouldn't be able to get to remote communities if I was no. if I was still playing footy, or you know, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I can down here. So, um, yeah. So really, I think yeah. I'll just I'll take a break, good break, good rest, yeah. fresh to mind. I feel like it has, but feel like I've got a bit more holidaying to do and um, a <laughs> bit more word. downtime. Is that a word, holidaying? <laughs> my word it is. And you <laughs> um, deserve it, my friend. A bit, more of a, a bit more time off and, and um, yeah, so um, I've had a few uh, offers, obviously, um, with the club and, you know, a bit of NT stuff. So um, there are a few things there, but I feel like I'm just really enjoying enjoying the, the peacetime on my holiday. I feel like... Uh, there'll be you know when i feel the time's right i'll, I'll probably yeah. maybe get i will get back into the mix of things in terms of work but i feel like at this stage it's taking a break really finding who i am really finding um not finding who i am but finding out my strengths and weaknesses and what i want to do i know I want to be outdoors so mm. anything outdoors i'll be pretty ha- pretty happy with in terms of serioli
0: fishing tours or could be fishing Oof. tours. She, that'd be a nice, game. Mate. Golf club, golf course, golf course golf course on the island. I don't know, they all sound
1: pretty good. Uh, I don't know. There's a few. There's a few things. Um, obviously, the on the on the islands on Melville, Melville Island, they've got the um, uh, the fishing lodge over there. Yep. Yeah. So, hmm. um, could maybe apply for a job there or get something over there. I I'm think apply right. for a job. I think I'd just be, be something over there and be able to fishing all the time.
0: Mate, a question I, I actually, I don't think too much about what I'm going to ask, to be honest, but I was driving up and I thought, do I ask Cyril this or not? And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, well, I'll just ask him. Yeah. Mate, what does it mean to you to be an Indigenous man?
1: Yeah. Is that an appropriate question yeah, or not? I, 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 I it's the thing when you say that because um, it's, I, 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 I say Aboriginal. I say Aboriginal more than Indigenous. Um, because we are Aboriginal. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, what it means is just, it's our culture. It's our, you know, there's some things that have happened in the past, but you know, getting to know your culture, getting to know who you are as a person, and that's something that um, I've been able to do in a way. Um, my, my grandparents, um, Jack Long, was taken away from Tea Tree at the age of four. Um, taken up to the Tiwi Islands, and even then, like I got to meet some of my why, family.
0: Why was he taken
1: up there? I, uh, oh, sorry, he was taken away during the stolen generation, so um, taken away at the age of four. Um, my grand, mum's mum was taken away at a pretty similar age from Daly River. Um, so our connection to, I feel like our connection to some of the land, especially to, um, especially where they got taken away from, is sort of is sort of new to us because. We we didn't grow up with that. We didn't grow up with that, not that background. But we never really went back there much. I don't know why. But um, you know, we've got, you know, I've got a lot of family everywhere, and um, you know, just trying to get to know, not to get to know the background or get, get to know the history of of where we come from. You know, it's such a special feeling. The things that we do, um, and who we are. It's I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. Um, I'm proud to be Aboriginal, um, and you know I wanna I wanna help. I, I, that's probably, that's what I wanna do. I wanna help my people as much as I can, and and really stick through it, and really try and not really try and help them as much as I can. Like I said, be the best as they can be, and um, do what I need to do. I don't I'm not trying to do it for anything. I just want to do it because I'm proud of who I am. Really.
0: How do you forgive that as a people? Like. Mm. Well, mate, this is a reasonably um, it's, it's, deep question. Yeah, it is. Like, um,
1: so yeah, so this year my grandfather Jack Long actually went back, and he turned eighty last year, and that was his first, I think, his first time he went back there, and and the Longs out of there, they're 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 dark, and you know that's. Yeah, that's the truth like they you know and like i said he was taken away and all that but um he's 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 they've done it pretty tough with that whole sort of thing that's you know they, they don't teach that in schools they don't teach that in history they don't they don't do any of that i don't know why but that's the history of this country and you know you would love to hear more of that and then that way people would have more of an understanding of the aboriginal people the aboriginal culture knowing that there's not only one aboriginal you know, we've all got different sort of, you know, I'm um, Tiwi, you know, all these different types of places where everyone's from. You've got the Noongars, you got the Murrays, you've got all these, you know, all these things, and um, there's so
0: many different, like, yeah, it's crazy. It, 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 yeah. It's a, when you say they don't teach that, I was in Tassie. My folks are down in Tassie. Yeah. I was down there probably five years ago, mate, on a place called Bruni Island, and, yeah. and there was a plaque. And it marked, it, it, in the history I was taught, it was all um, Australia Day and um, the landing of the First Fleet and the birth of the mm. country. And this plaque talked about those dates and it called them the Invasion Day. Mm. And it was pretty confronting. Mm. And I went back from it and I thought, you know what, that's that's such a more accurate description. Mm. And uh, you heard from my kids, my eight-year-old was asking me about it earlier on in the year because she was being taught in school more about Invasion Day. Oh, really? And I was like, maybe we're getting somewhere. Mm, well, that's even, yeah, That
1: that's pretty good, you know. Yeah, like, to, it is. That, well, it's, it's like accurate, getting, mate. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't mean to say they need to teach in the schools, but, you know, just, just that understanding type thing of, do you see Aboriginal hope? Do you, you see hope
0: for the future for the Aboriginal
1: culture? Um, yeah, I do. I do, and I feel like I feel like for me, I just I will try and sort of be me as possible, and try and do what I need to do what I need to do, and hopefully, hopefully, people will follow. That's that's all I want to be. I want to be. I don't know. I just want to be like a role model. So I just want to be a real model. <laughs> I don't know. That's I heard that somewhere. I don't know why. I love it's it. It's just like people who just not people, but you just do you and let. If people love the way you are, then they'll follow you. If they don't, they won't. But I feel like I'll do as much as I can in, in and around um, the communities or in and around Australia to help Aboriginal kids. And, you know, if they follow, they follow. You know, try and help them as much as they can now.
0: A couple of... The, and you might not be able to answer these. Um, what's been your favourite moment in footy?
1: Favourite moment? Um, favourite moment we like my my favourite moment would be the f- the first game. Uh and then I don't know, the second favourite would be Are we talking AFL or No. No. I um I do be in thing but I'd probably the one that I'd um I'd made the my dad I mean the old man had made the N T team of the century, so I think that's pretty special.
0: You and your dad are both yeah, in it? Yeah, same,
1: yeah, NT team of century. so... I don't know, yeah, that would, like... Yeah, like I've done things in the mm. AFL, but I felt like always growing up that, you know, I used to love I love the NTFL footy. And, yeah, when... Um, yeah, when I'd got in the team, I was pretty shocked and surprised because growing up, all the uncles, old, all the older players would... You know, they're the, they're the people I would look up to, so... You know, in a way to be picked in it, I was pretty shocked. But then the old man was in it too, so um, that was that was pretty. That was that is my favourite moment, I could say.
0: Toughest sure. moment in footy, your hardest moment. Um, toughest moment,
1: um, I'd say the grand final, like losing, losing in twenty twelve. Yeah, that was that was pretty. Had hurt a lot, you know. Pretty embarrassing. Um, I felt embarrassed. Um, sort of hit under a rock for a bit, just knowing, you know, it's, you know, when seeing, you know, when you know Eddie, Eddie, you know, see some of the boys or see people that have, you know, the losing thing. You feel for them, you know, haven't been through it, and that was that was very hard. What were you embarrassed about? Yeah. Oh, it's just the way I played, losing, um, just every like it was the whole you know, the sort of the whole day in a way you maybe maybe we thought it was gonna happen and and, you know, we but who knows if we would have won the next three. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If we would have won that and who knows, you know, we we, we were pretty fired up, we we're pretty hungry. Um, we we're pretty hungry for the next sort of few years and we'd end up winning the flag in the next three. So that was pretty tough in a way, but it taught me a lot of lessons. It taught me a lot. It it drove me a lot and it definitely drove me for for the rest of my career for sure It.
0: Yeah. you're one bloke that I turn on to watch play footy who do you turn on to watch who's Cyril Royale's favourite player
1: well I haven't been watching footy but Shawnee 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 B Shawnee B Shawnee B's my Shawnee B my favourite um, Bradley Hilly is my he's my little he, I love watching him obviously the family members but yeah being able to share my career with him and you know, how he goes and I know how hard he works and I'd I'd love, you know, i love watching him play. He looks like he's, yeah.
0: So last question, mate. We're lucky enough to have a lot of kids listen to this show. Mm -hmm. Um, On the way to training, footy, soccer, cricket, tennis, it doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. it is, you've had your good times and your bad times. What do you reckon the key to success in sport is, Cyril?
1: I feel like, yeah, I'd probably say... You know, work as sort of work as hard as you can. You know, don't don't ex- not don't expect much, but you know, you you control what you need to do. You do what you know you need to do to make yourself better. Um, just focus on you. Don't worry about don't worry about anyone else. You you set your goals. You set your targets. You achieve them. You move on to your next goals. You know what I mean? That's probably something that helped a lot in terms of playing. Is I never really when I played, I just played on instinct and. But sometimes I would set myself goals. Oh, I'm gonna kick, I want to kick two goals. I want to make ten tackles. I want to do this. So just setting yourself little goals to succeed or little goals to help you, I feel like they, that goes a long way in, in you becoming sort of successful and all the little things, all the little things that add up to something big. So all the little things that, that count, they make up for something.
0: Mate, a lot of people have joked over the years, whether it's been in the commentary box and you've come into the commentary box or when I've been commentating you, they're like, oh, you're bloody mad for Cyril. And and you and I have laughed about that over the years, but I think that the thing that I loved watching you play, apart from playing for the team that I support, is you brought joy. Like, you played with joy and watching you, as I mentioned earlier on, it, it will be exciting, but it'll be just joyful commentating you play the game because you played it like we all wish we could play it, mate. So... Mm-hmm. To see you so happy now mm. and so content, surrounded by a beautiful family, I'm just so happy for you, mate, and congratulations, but thanks. Thanks for providing so much fun over the years, mate. It's been outstanding to watch you, and hopefully we get to go on your new fishing charter or your golf yes, charter or lovely. whatever it is, mate. Yeah, I really sure. appreciate your time. You're a star mm. and so many people in the footy world love you, mate. Good on you. No worries. Thanks for that. The softly spoken Cyril Rioli, a man who seldom speaks in public, but when he does, it is well worth listening to. Thanks to Cyril and Jay and Rama from TLA for making the episode possible. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting to the great man. And thanks to MJ, who's on some sort of junket slash radio show operation in Hawaii. I've asked him to track down Laird Hamilton. He couldn't get his Lewis Hamilton. Hopefully, he can get his big wave rider, Laird Hamilton, when he's there. But whatever you do, mate, don't let him see you with your pasty white legs and your tight board shorts riding your boogie board at the back in Waikiki. Whatever you do, mate, Laird Hamilton, that's your job. Until next Thursday, when we are joined by Australian Test cricket captain Tim Payne, peace and love. So when you search and
1: then you find. Know just where to go And thoughts that once used to cloud your mind You see clearly and now you know Mystery, what is to be revealed In King Selassie Come on children, trod with me We want to reach Mount Zion And we can do it If we try, try, try If we try, try, try If we try, try, try
0: Listener